Hey everyone, welcome back to On Campus with Misty. I'm your host, Misty. And I'm your co-host, David. And today we have another coronavirus episode. Yeah. I don't even know what episode number we're on. Six? Siete? Seven? Seven. I think. Episode seven, most likely, give or take a number. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so we're doing another coronavirus episode, but for this episode, we're going to try to focus on connecting you with resources. Because the first one was just kind of going over what's going on and things like that. So now, at least for me, whenever things like this happen, it's always like, what's happening? Get all the information, do all my research. And then it moves on to like being proactive. (laughs) So this is my proactive phase that I'm pushing on you, I guess. (laughs) What do you mean by resources? Isn't there like kind of just sit home and hope for the best i don't know you don't want to really be going outside or doing well these are resources that that you can access from home resources that are going to be well in most cases that you can access from home but a lot of people are facing a lot of challenges or like hurdles that they have to overcome because of the situation and so it's just kind of trying to connect people with some help i guess Okay. So, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, I guess just some random updates maybe before we start. I did reach out to a medical professional who shall remain nameless. And they gave me a statement that they would like me to read out to you. And basically it's just, I guess, from a medical professional's perspective or point of view like that's what they want you to know okay so let's see it says please stay home stop the spread no matter what you hear the virus is airborne stop the spread we are not equipped to treat all that will be coming through the hospital some doctors and nurses are also getting sick please stay home so I think the point that they were trying to get across is that people need to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's the biggest thing, and I think that's kind of the big difference between what's going on now and what we have experienced in the past, maybe. Because a lot of people keep saying, well, it's just like the regular flu, or, well, what about other pandemics that we've been through in history or whatever, Right. And, like, what's the difference between, like, let's say, Zika and this, right? Yeah, oh, I guess Zika wasn't, it was just a flu, right, that just gave you birth deformities? I don't know, it was like a blood thing, right, because it was transmitted through mosquitoes or something? Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, I don't know, that's very different. Like, this flu, this is a flu, so when you think of flu, that's not a big deal. But the problem is just, I guess, the way it spreads. Flus are pretty easy to spread. Yeah. And there's also no treatment that we have discovered yet for this. So I think someone else had also mentioned, like, comparing it to H1N1. And for that, there was a treatment for it. Like, the vaccine came maybe, like, some months later or something. But there was a treatment for it. For this, there is no treatment, and it's spreading like wildfire because of the fact that 
people can be it's contagious. It. It's easy to spread and to get it. Yeah, people can be contagious for days before even getting any, any symptoms. So a lot of people think that they're not sick, and so they're going out and they're having all this contact with other people, and they're infecting all these other people without even knowing it. And then those people don't know that they're infected, so then they go out and they're interacting with all these other people and so on and so forth, right? So the main thing is just to limit your contact with people and stay home. Yeah, and then I guess it doesn't, it's only, it'll kill older people. No, that's not true anymore. It's right. not only killing old people. Oh, what's the youngest There have been, case? I think there was like a nine-year-old kid or something that died and a teenager that died oh. this week. So that is not true. <laughs> but the main thing is, I guess, if you have underlying health issues. And a lot of people I know are like, well, I'm healthy. I don't have any underlying health issues. But you don't know who you're coming into contact with. And then maybe those people do have underlying yeah. health issues. That's, the, that's the point. You could get your grandma sick or your mom sick. Mm -hmm. Or a kid with asthma or a kid that, I don't know, just got over fighting some kind of cancer or something and whatever, right? <clears throat> so, yeah, stay home. And then, yeah, also the fact that it's not even like if you're like, oh, it's treatable or it's like, yeah, you could probably survive it. The point is you're going to be taking up the hospital space. Yeah, you're taking up resources. Crowded, you're taking up the hospital space. The scary part is like getting nurses and doctors sick. Yeah, and, and then you're infecting sick. them, yeah. And then who's going to take care of people once they do get infected? Exactly. That's the whole point. It's going to it's going to hurt the economy. It's going to hurt. It's already hurting the economy. Mm -hmm. And it's only been like what since all of the quarantine stuff started happening, it's only been like not even a week and it's already Well, that's just the US, but it's yeah. been it was what yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. the U.S. For still global, China, I think it was since December. Even China had hurt. China getting hurt hurt the rest of the world because China's a big manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. If you're not taking it seriously, like, then I don't know what's. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. And it, I was. I will say that it is like the flu in many ways, but it's not like the flu in the way that most people are comparing it to the flu. Where they're like, it's not a big deal. It's just like the flu. We get the flu all the time, blah, blah, blah. It's definitely a lot more serious than just the regular average flu. Yeah. <laughs> it does have some similarities to it. I will give you that. But we need to be taking it a lot more seriously than the flu because there are flu vaccines. And then there's like this whole, like, I forget what it's called, but I think it's like herd or like a community, like response to it right so part of that is like if there is a vaccine available then everyone gets the vaccine and that slows down the rate of the spread of the virus right but in this case we have no vaccine so there is no <clears throat> no other way to slow down the virus other than stay at home and limit your contact yeah and i think that's like the big difference and that's why it seems like it's super duper extreme because we've never been told that schools are closing or that yeah. whatever. But it's because of the way that it's spread and because of the fact that we do not have a vaccine for it yet. Yeah, so. and then I don't get how people always try to compare the other flus. Like, no other flus made cities shut down. Like, mm -hmm. obviously the governments, they know what like what it does, so they're everyone's scared. Or they have an idea of what it does, I guess. We don't fully yeah. know but they, everything well, yet. But. Yeah, but the other countries got it first, so. 
Mm-hmm. And then I think someone, one of our friends had asked me, like, like something about the coronavirus, right? And my response was, like, I think they had asked me how deadly it was or something, and then they were confused and they weren't sure how deadly or not deadly it was because there was so many different resources saying so many different things. And my response was, well, none of us know that yet, right? Even the experts, the scientists, the infectious disease people, whatever, nobody knows exactly how deadly it is yet because we're still learning as we go, right? Yeah. No one knows, really knows or understands the way that this virus works or the characteristics of it or how impactful it might be yet because it's a new thing and we're just figuring it out as people get infected with it. Um, So all we can do is kind of turn to other places that have already gotten it and that, like, I guess got, like it spread there before it hit us, right? Yeah. So we can look at places like Italy and then we can learn from what they are experiencing and hope that we don't get to that place, I guess. Or at least we'll know what to do when we get to that place because we would have seen what they did and learned from their successes, learned from their failures and try to figure out how to apply it to our situations, right? So I think that's what people should be paying attention to when they're thinking of these questions, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, so some updates over here. I believe in Washington, Oregon, and California, the schools are confirmed to be closed down until April 28th. I believe the gov the governor, <laughs> the mm-hmm. governor <laughs> in California said that it could be through to the end of the school year, the school closures. But that's not officially confirmed yet or anything like that. Um, yeah, you have to write. We have to write it out and see what happens. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're probably going to revisit the subject as the April 28th date comes closer and then figure out if they need to extend it and then just keep repeating that process until the end of the school year or until the outbreak is contained or whatever. There's lots of businesses that have been closed down. There's, I believe, in Washington, Oregon, and California as well. Uh, Businesses have been asked to close like gyms and stuff, um, dine-in areas for restaurants are closed so you can only do takeout or drive-through. What else? Schools obviously are closed. Um, any sort of events like concerts yeah, and big events, no stuff events. like that. I, I think now it's anything more than 25 people or something like that. I think it varies on the state. In Washington at least, yeah, I think it's anything more than 25 people. I think in California it's 10 or something like that. That's what they say, but you can't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, though. Can't enforce those. But, yeah, anyways, with all of that said, there's been a lot of needs that have come up, right? Because of all those closures and because of everything that's going on, there's a lot of needs that people have. So I wanted to start with financial resources because most people, that's the first thing 
that's stressing them out right now. I mean, usually that's the first thing that stresses people out anyways. But in this situation, a lot of people are being asked to stay home. Their companies are closed. Their school districts are closed. Um, whatever, right? And a lot of people don't have PTO. So they're freaking out. So for those of you, like my mom, for example, she's a school bus driver. The schools are closed. She does not work for the school district, though. So her company has asked her to stay home, and they are closed. But she does not have any PTO, so she's not getting paid from this week until April 28th, which is six weeks. And obviously that's, like, a major impact <laughs> on her income and how she's going to be able to pay all her bills and whatever, right? And I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. So far, I thankfully am not in that boat yet, but we'll see what happens. Last time I checked, they still want me to go back to work on March 30th, and our company still wants to open again on March 30th. But I don't know if that's going to stay that way. And I don't know if it doesn't open back up on March 30th if I would be getting paid after these two weeks <laughs> or not. So everything's kind of still up in the air yeah. for me as of this point. But yeah, so if you are someone that is facing... um a lack of income, I guess, <laughs> due to the closures and all of that stuff, you do qualify for unemployment. So you can apply for unemployment. You can find the application online. And yeah, I think they had waived the wait time. I think it was like one week of like wait time. So like you apply and it's not until like a week later where it starts to kick in or something like that. But uh, they're, like, they waived that one-week wait time. Okay. So it should kick in a lot faster. So the sooner that you apply, the better. But, yeah. Um, a lot of people are also worried about food, right? So when I saw the school closures, a lot of people immediately started talking about food and, like, how am I going to feed my kids? Like, do they have to eat and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? Like, that's... That's the first thing that you worry about. Like, for me, I, like, I don't have kids, so I didn't really get it, right? And I was like, that's kind of, like, the last thing that I would think of. For me, I would be thinking about, like, well, how am I going to keep them engaged all day long, right? Like, how are they going to learn the things that they need to learn? For me, in preschool, right, how are they going to get ready for kindergarten if they're not going to school, right? Or how are they going to learn whatever it is that they need to be learning if they're in other grades? So for me, it was kind of, like, weird that people were worried about the food. Yeah, I find that weird, too. I don't know. Personally, I guess, I don't know. I feel like food's not expensive. or Like, I get it, like, but, like, I don't know, right? Like, growing up, I guess, broke. I don't know. It was just beans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another thing, too. A lot of people maybe don't know how to be poor. Or how to be hungry. <laughs> I want to say that. Just how to eat cheaply, I guess. Exactly. So, like, like for know. example, I for get, me... I guess, I don't know. I was, was going to say, unless you're, like, completely... 
broke. I don't know. I guess it's weird. For me, it's kind of like a, even if all we have in the house is like super random stuff that you wouldn't think you could make a meal out of, you can usually find a way to throw them together and you can still eat. <laughs> improvise. Yeah, you like improvise. You just make random stuff. Like I was telling David earlier, um, my mom used to make enfrijoladas and I asked him like, oh, have you ever had enfrijoladas? And he was like, no. And then I was like, wait. Actually, I don't even know if that's like an actual thing or if that's just something that my mom would make because we were poor and all we had was frijoles and tortillas. <laughs> so instead of enchiladas, she would dip the tortilla in frijoles and then she would fry it and then she would put like cheese inside and like roll it up and they would be enfrijoladas instead of enchiladas, right? But I don't know if that's like an actual thing. Or I was telling him also that my mom makes um, chorizo getty <laughs> because we don't have ground beef to make meatballs or to put like in the sauce to make the meat sauce for spaghetti so she would make chorizo which was what we just had in the house and she would put that in the sauce and then make the spaghetti with that but yeah so maybe I don't know. I guess people just freak out, I guess, right? But once we hit, like, self-quarantine day three, right? So we started Saturday because we both still had work Friday. And then Saturday came, and it was, like, a normal Saturday, a normal Sunday, right? And then Monday, David was working from home, and I was at home because the school was closed, right? And it was that day, like, by the end of that day where I was like, oh, my God. And I was kind of, like, feeling what they felt because you were like, Sandra, what are you going to make for breakfast? And I was like, what the hell? Like, I have to feed you breakfast? And then come lunchtime, like, Sandra, what are we going to eat for lunch? And I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> And then a few hours later was dinner. And then by the end of that, I was like, damn, what am I going to feed my kid this whole time that he's at home? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning David, obviously, right? But that's when I kind of, like, was able to empathize, I guess, because I've never really had to, like, other than Saturday and Sunday, I've never really had to, like, cook three full meals a day. And then especially, like, without going anywhere, because on the weekends sometimes we'll go places, right? So, like, let's go out and have dinner or let's go out for breakfast or whatever. Yeah. So it can be really overwhelming, especially for someone that doesn't have money to buy a lot of food yeah you need to buy a lot of food I guess yeah that's where you gotta prep and buy a lot of food mm-hmm. a lot of be- and then if you don't have money you just gotta buy what rice rice beans and there's a lot of stuff you can do with salts, rice salts spam we make bean tacos you can make enfrijoladas you can make what else cheese is kind of expensive though too yeah I guess yeah, anyways, so a lot of the school districts are giving free meals to families. I think in California there's um, like resource centers or something where you have to go there and then they get food. And here in Vancouver, what the schools are doing is that the school buses are delivering packs of food to each of like the regular, like they're taking their regular bus route. But instead of picking up kids, they're dropping off food. 
for families. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of, and then for that information, I've posted a lot of it on our social media pages. And if you're following us, like on Instagram and Facebook, but if I didn't post something that's for your specific area or um, if you don't follow us on any of those pages, it's pretty easy to find that information. For the schools, you just go on to the school district website. So, for example, LAUSD, right? Um, if you're in a school in the LA area, it would be the LAUSD website. So the Los Angeles, Angeles Unified School District website. And they usually have it right on the homepage, like right on the first page that comes up when you open their website. And you can just click on that or you can type it into the search bar. Um, and all of the stuff usually comes up. I was able to find it for all of the school districts that I searched for. So and it was pretty easy. Most of them, like I said, it's just right there on the homepage. So if you are in an area that I didn't cover or something, you can just go on to your local school district's website and look it up from there. A lot of school districts also have Facebook pages. So if you go onto their Facebook pages, most of them are posting this information onto their social media pages. So you can find it that way as well. Um, there's also some resource like Google Docs that have been made by people. Um, where it lists all of these resources, like the school district um, locations, like other food banks or other charities or other businesses that are donating food, things like that. So I believe I posted one for LA and one for San Diego. Um, keep an eye out for those. I've just been seeing them posted onto like my my timeline, like on my Facebook page. So most likely, if one exists for your area someone would have posted it and you will see it on your feed at some point um but yeah also just look 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 locally <laughs> um for resources if you're in the oregon uh the portland area you can call 211 and they can connect you with resources that way as well um yeah i also want to go to that food one um i think you could check like Probably, I don't know, may, uh, maybe Craigslist, but I know on Facebook marketplaces, some businesses were selling their food mm -hmm. since they were going to be shut down. So they were oh, selling awesome. like a bunch of like, you know, fresh produce and like meats. Mm -hmm. Since it made sense, like we're going to shut down, might as well sell it, you know, probably yeah. cheap. Yeah. Too. So I would check that too, Facebook marketplace. Might have local businesses selling things. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, yes. Also, other income support if you are someone that has a small business like if you're a small business owner um a lot of you are getting hit pretty hard with this because you have to shut down <laughs> or you sell at public places like fairs or um what are they called farmers markets or I don't know, things like that that are no longer happening, events like that that are no longer happening. So if you are a small business owner, they are providing funding for um, emergency relief loans or something like that. So you can go online, just Google it, and the application will come up so that you can apply for an emergency loan to keep your business afloat during this time, which hopefully won't be too long, because <laughs> I don't know how yeah much that would help i guess but yeah that is a resource that is available um 
There's also a thing that I posted on our Facebook page that's going around. It's on Airtable, I believe the website is called. But basically, people are gathering um, information. So if you are a small business, you can go on to that and check my Facebook page for it if um, you haven't already seen it. So you can click that link and then you can enter your small business's information. And that is if your small business is offering gift certificates or gift cards or um, things like that. Um, you can put your information onto that website and then people can go in there and buy gift certificates so that you can still keep earning money during this time even though nobody's going in there to buy any of your stuff right and if you are someone that is in a position where they can still be spending money right now because <laughs> I know some people are not in that position but if you are in that position I would encourage you to go to your local businesses well not go physically to your local businesses but go onto their websites and stuff and check if they are offering gift cards or gift certificates so that you can purchase those and help them out during this time and then just whenever we're not being asked to quarantine, you can go in and redeem those. So it's not like you're donating money or your money is like just gone, right? Yeah. It's a gift certificate that you can use at a later date when you're able to, but it's still money that they are receiving now, which will keep them in business and keep their businesses afloat during this time when probably nobody is is really buying anything from them. Yeah, um, I guess it's scary part about that don't spend too big because because if they do go under yeah <laughs> yeah well hopefully that won't happen but yes yeah i guess keep that in mind i would say if you could have some type of online pre if your business can do something online yeah you should be online already like that'll help you stay afloat too yeah like even if you like let's say you, like you sell jewelry or something i'm sure most of them probably Go on Etsy, yeah. maybe. Or you can even sell it, like, through your Instagram account. Yeah, there's... Like, just there's... put up whatever pictures of whatever jewelry you have, and then people can DM you for whatever. You can use, like, PayPal or something. But, right? yeah. Yeah, I guess if, you, if you're if you some type of retailer, you should be online. So mm -hmm. that should help. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of easy ways to be online right now. I would say um, Shopify. That's the big one. I would do that if you don't have one. If you could, if you're selling stuff, do Shopify. Easy way to sell your stuff online, and it's your own little store website. Mm -hmm. And there's other things, right? Like, um, not just Etsy. You can do like you said, Facebook Marketplace or yeah. What else is it? But that's more like a used stuff usually. Yeah, like person to person, not really a stores. But, I mean, yeah. worse comes to worse or whatever if you can't do any of those other options. But, yeah, there's also supposedly other relief coming from the government, I guess. From what I've heard, they're saying that they're going to send $1,000 per each adult and then $500 per each child. I think, yeah, yeah I guess it varies on the household size and there's a lot of things that are varying so we don't know what's going to happen yet we don't know that's, any amounts i just looked at an article like maybe an hour ago so that's the last one that i saw was that it would be one thousand dollars per adult and five hundred dollars per child so that if it was 
a two-parent household with two kids, it would be $3,000 that they would be receiving. Okay. So that but was the last one yeah. I saw. But, but I heard that it's not going to happen until April. I think it was like mid-April. And they want to do two checks, one in April, one in May. And I think that's, and they hope that's enough to yeah. survive this. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about that. And I think the main thing to keep in mind, too, is that these things take time. <laughs> I feel like everyone is already freaking out and like, the government's not doing anything. Like, why aren't they giving me money already? And blah, blah, blah. Like... These things take time, right? Like, the politicians have to, like, vote on it and get budgets approved and do all sorts of stuff, which I'm sure everyone's already working on and has been working on. But all of these things take time. They take time to get organized and to get approved and everything. So just be patient. Stay calm. Don't panic. Um, and then I'm sure that they'll get things figured out at some point. Also, you could be just helping each other, right? Um, there's a lot of places where you can find resources locally as well. Like, usually churches will have, like, food banks and stuff that they do. Um, there's, I don't know, a lot of... I know in Portland there's, like, um, El Programa Hispano or something like that that usually helps people with their financial needs and stuff. There's, I don't know, there's a lot of programs and charities out there if, if you yeah, look local. You just gotta and, find them. Yeah, you can that find you can them. access. There are things out there. You just have to be willing to look for them and probably fill out an application. <laughs> but yeah, so let's see. Um, also, if you are someone that is fairly well off, right, like financially speaking, and you employ a nanny or a housekeeper and you have asked them to not come in to work anymore, please consider at least giving them part of what they would normally make because these are people that are dependent on that income. And if they don't work for a company, like if it's just an independent person that you hire to come into your house, there is no way that they're going to access any relief. <laughs> like no financial relief will be coming their way. Right. Like I read an article where it was like a lot of undocumented people. That's what they do for a living. Right. They're nannies. They go to people's houses and they take care of your kids because they can't apply for a regular job. Right. Or they come in and they clean your house like every Tuesday and Friday or something. Right. And that is their whole income. And they do not work for a company. They're undocumented. So any of this government relief that will be coming our way will not be coming their way because they are undocumented. So please keep that in mind when you're asking these people not to come into work and you're not paying them anything because that like you're literally taking their entire income away from them. And they depend on that. Their families depend on that. Like it has a huge impact. So if you are in a position where you can continue services <clears throat> or you can continue like I don't know their payments I guess at least in some way consider that if you are in that position where you can right like if you're someone that already has money anyways <laughs> like just keep that in mind at least 
Yeah, I guess, yeah. If you have it like that, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you have it like that. Like, I, I don't know. If you're in that position where you have money. Because, I mean, you already plan on spending that money anyways, right? It's not like it's a new expense. But priorities change. Time like this. More food, more stockpiling on things. Yeah, exactly. Priorities change for them, too. Now they have zero money coming in. Like, that sucks. It does suck, but I don't know. I guess you're a millionaire, sure. Do it. Yeah, if you're super rich, keep that in mind. And it's usually rich people that have housekeepers and nannies anyway. Not true. Because all my cousins had nannies for Mexico. They weren't, she wasn't, like, rich. Just... Your cousin's in Mexico? No, in San Diego. They would hire nannies. I don't know. I've never had a nanny or a housekeeper. And we've never had money to spend on a nanny or a housekeeper. So, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, if you can afford a nanny and a housekeeper, then you probably have money to spend on a nanny and a housekeeper. But, yeah. So, if you're in that position where you can afford to do that, please consider it. Let's see, other resources. There are some educational resources as well that I wanted to mention because obviously your kids are going to be stuck at home with you for at least six weeks. (laughs) Um, And a lot of people are probably wondering what they're going to do with them, how they're going to spend their time. And they're probably just, it's probably very overwhelming, right, for a lot of people. Yeah, everyone's getting cooped up in their houses right now. Yep, yep, yep. Cabin fever. So, one thing, I did want to try and help in whatever way I can. So, I will be releasing some uh, videos on YouTube to give you ideas for things to do at home with your kids and activities and probably some videos on how to set up your house a little bit and how to make it an environment that's like more structured than homes usually are um, in order to get behaviors down (laughs) because it's a lot harder to manage if there's a lot of behaviors happening. But yeah, um, so I'll let you all know probably on our social media pages when I have those things up, hopefully this week, hopefully around the same time that this episode airs. Tomorrow? Yeah, (laughs) hopefully. We're recording this on a Thursday, so hopefully um, by tomorrow, but maybe not. Maybe it'll be by this weekend or something, but we'll see. I'll let you all know and I'll keep you informed on that or whatever um there are also a lot of other resources that have well that have been available and that have become available because of this so spectrum i believe is doing free wi-fi for students who need it so i think you have to be a low-income student you have to like prove that your family can't afford to pay for wi-fi um and i think it's temporary only during like the quarantine school closure time. Um, But yeah, you can just go onto their website and um, apply and all that stuff. So they're providing free Wi-Fi to students because a lot of um, 
like middle schools and high schools, I believe, have moved to online schools because of the school closures. Another resource that you can access is the Scholastic website online. They have a lot of resources for K through 12 um, activities and lessons and stuff that you can do at home. There's also the National Geographic Resource Library. So on the National Geographic website, you can go to their resource library and they have a ton of stuff that you can do. There's anything from just pictures that you can use to actual like activity books and activity ideas or I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. I think there's like videos and stuff too. So you can use the National Geographic Resource Library. I believe Lakeshore has also made some resources um, that are free available online. So if you go to the Lakeshore website, they have, um, again, for K through 12 resources available um, on their for you to use at home. For the National Geographic Resource Library, they do have preschool on there, it's just not a whole lot. So there are some preschool things, but a lot of things you can kind of like modify them to be able to do them for preschool, so yeah. NASA has also made their media library available to everyone for free. So if you wanna talk about stars and stuff, it's I believe it's just their media library. So it's just like pictures, like, images, maybe videos. Um, Why wouldn't they be free anyways? I think it's all like copy written or whatever. But they they made it available to the public. So if you need that, you can use that as well. The public library usually also offers things online. So I believe that they have ebooks and stuff like that online. So if you go to your local library's website, you should check that out and see if they have any online resources available to you. I'm pretty sure that most of them do. I know that the ones here do, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's kind of like a, a regular thing. But yeah, so those are some educational resources. Um, the Nat Geo one is pretty awesome, and it's like, like things from like around the world, I guess right because it's national national geographic so I, I really like that one but yeah so those are some educational resources and yeah i don't know i think now is the time to try to come together and figure out how you can contribute something i guess and see how you can help each other out um at my church they're doing a thing where the younger members of the church are volunteering to go grocery shopping for the elderly members of the church, which is pretty awesome because I guess the stores in LA are like crazy. Um. <laughs> You're gonna get like shanked or something. So um, yeah, they're also calling the elderly members of the congregation to check up on them to make sure that they're okay. Um, a lot of them live alone, which is sad. So if you can, Check on your neighbors if you have elderly neighbors. Check on your elderly family members, elderly friends. Um, make sure that they're doing all right. Make sure that they have food, that they have the supplies that they need at this time so that they don't leave their houses. Um, limit your contact with them for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do things over the phone. If you're getting groceries for them, what they're doing at church is the kids 
or the younger people are getting their groceries for them and then they just leave it at the front door and like call them to tell them that it's there so that they don't actually come into contact that makes sense yeah that's smart with the elderly members of the congregation the church has closed but they are doing um sermons or i think they will be doing sermons online so last sunday was the last actual service at my church and then they're going to be doing everything online after that so they're just gonna i don't know if they're gonna live stream it or if they're gonna like record it and put it on youtube or something but yeah i know that they do have a youtube page though and there there are a lot of sermons that are available on youtube so if you are someone that regularly goes to church and you need to hear a sermon <laughs> right for some reason or whatever um you can go online it's i'm sure it's not just my church that does it i'm sure there's plenty of churches that make their sermons available on youtube so just google it i'm sure you could find something online for that as well but yeah stay calm it's not the end of the world you don't need to murder people for toilet paper the toilet paper will be restocked. The grocery stores are not closing down. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't get that toilet paper of all things. I told you to remember. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what happened in China. The toilet paper was like the first thing to go. And I was like, dude, <clears throat> you got to go shopping. This was like before everything got crazy. And I was like, yeah. we need to buy more toilet paper because that's like the first thing that people go for for some reason. Just get a bidet. Yeah. Stop being irrational and crazy and acting like selfish jerks and just relax because it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. That's all I had. Did you want to say anything else? Uh, This is a lesson if you don't have any emergency food. Mm-hmm. Emergency everything. If you're uh, this, people always make fun of preppers, but they're the ones laughing right now. They're all set. Mm-hmm. And they're not the ones panic shopping exactly. and murdering each other for toilet paper right now. And yeah, um, I guess this is the more, I don't know if I should go into the more extremes. Mm-hmm. But um, you should, I, would, I don't know, honestly, I would get some type of protection. Because worst case scenario, right? People are already acting crazy. So you want to defend your family and your house. And your toilet paper. And your toilet paper. (laughs) So I don't know. Because there's, yeah, I would. This is America, so you should have a gun. This is like worst case scenario. I doubt that it'll come to that point. But. People are already murdering each other over toilet paper, so who knows? Yeah. It's not even that. I think they were saying in L.A., um, bums are, like, robbing people with knives. And in I San Francisco, I think they're stealing packages off of people's doorsteps because they're hoping that it's, like, toilet paper or hand sanitizer. That's or been an issue. They're wise. just doing that on purpose. They're just... I think people are breaking into people's cars, too, when they see that there's, like, grocery bags and stuff in there. Yeah, so people are crazy. It's a it's a crazy. People people aren't. I don't know. People are crazy, especially mm-hmm. in a pandemic. Uh, epidemic. Well, right now this is a pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. So a pandemic, and I thought that was really funny too that 
when whoever it was declared it a pandemic like it's been a pandemic look up the definition of pandemic it's been a pandemic this whole time like <laughs> it did like they don't need to declare it a yeah. pandemic for it to be a pandemic but yeah, yeah i guess so. i just made it official and then it made people freak out even more yeah because honestly i think <laughs> I, I heard about this for a while before it even came to the states yeah. so the pandemic is like a disease that's like spreading throughout multiple countries i think so once it like left china right and it hit korea and italy and i don't know wherever else it hit before it hit us like that was already a pandemic <laughs> yeah but yeah i just recommend that start um you should have emergency food so that means usually like a lot of cans things that expire like takes a while for them to expire Mm-hmm. And just you know, beans. You could. There's honestly there's a lot of resources too. Like let's say, uh, once this is over, you should be prepped for like the next time this happens. There's a lot of videos on YouTube you could look up to how to store food for a long time. Things like that. I'd recommend that. Um, and yeah, I'd recommend uh, learning how to use a gun. If you don't buy guns and ammo, because that's selling a lot right now too, like crazy. Because mm-hmm. everyone's uh, freaking out. Yeah, that's my two cents on that. She did all the nice things. Now this is the real stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yep, that's all I had to. So stay calm, stay home, wash your hands. Um, Have your gun loaded. If you have masks, if you're hoarding masks and gloves, donate them to your local hospital don't donate screw that charge them they make Shut a up. they make so much money off. take <laughs> them to your local hospital okay because most hospitals have already run out of face masks have already run out of gloves or ppe stuff right personal protective equipment and if they don't have that stuff they are more likely to become sick themselves with coronavirus, with COVID-19, right? And if all of them get sick, there's not gonna be anyone to operate these hospitals if more people get sick, right? Which they will, so. Oh, they will. Yeah, if you're hoarding masks and gloves, I would encourage you to take them to your local hospital. Or if you're a business that is facing closures, like a veterinary hospital or a dental office, I would encourage you to take your PPEs, I guess, um, to a hospital for them to use, since obviously you're not gonna be using them anytime soon anyways. I think they already closed down some veterinary hospitals and dentist's office i think dentist um i got an email from the dentist and i think they have there's like a dentist board mm-hmm. so I'm, i guess he told everyone to close down well i think i think it was in california i'm not really sure but i think that they they're basically going to like shut them down to make them stop like operating and using up resources and stuff and then it's like they can commandeer those spaces if they need more spaces for patients. 
I thought they did that for hotels. Yeah, they did that for hotels and for... What was it? Hotels and something else. I don't know. Also, but yeah, I don't know. I think. I'm not sure. But yeah, so if you have a business like that and you're going to be closing shop for the time being, I would encourage you to consider donating PPE items to your local hospital because most of them have either completely run out or they're having to recycle masks, which is not good because they're probably going to get infected anyways because they're reusing them. Or they're even making masks out of whatever stuff that they have at the hospital, which is probably not as effective anyway as Probably is just as effective. Masks are just easy and simple. The surgical masks, yes. But the N95 masks are the ones that you're supposed to be using right now. So those are the ones that are actually closed and, like, kind of, for the most part, sealed so that you're not breathing in all the air. It, like, filters it out. The surgical masks are just supposed to be so that if you cough or your nose is dripping, like, it's not going to get everywhere. Gotcha. But the N95 masks are the ones that filter out the air, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, that's all I had for today. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Keep calm. Wash your hands. Stay at home. I think they still said, they said that it's still safe to go hiking as long as you keep your distance from people. So you can do that. Make sure you wash your hands and stuff. If it's airborne, no. (laughs) Well, it's open air. It'll just float around, go away, right? That's another thing. If you're staying home, they're saying to, like, ventilate your house a lot or something. So, like, keep the windows open. Makes sense. Well, yeah, just open them every now and then. Spring now, so it should be nice to open. I think it's raining in LA. No, no. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Keep an eye out for the videos that I had mentioned Hopefully they help. Let me know, I guess. Make sure you leave something in the comments or you can send us a DM on our social media pages or something. So let me know if there's any specific topic or a specific thing that you want me to cover. Let me know if they are helpful or if they're not helpful. Um, I'll try to help in whatever way I can, I guess, for you who are stuck at home with your three to five-year-olds right now. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. See ya.